Hey, Love what's Talk up, Radio. I always do that. I'm always so ready to go live. I'd be screaming in the microphone and it hadn't even, don't even start. Like, hey, what's up, y'all? What's up, what's up, what's up? <laughs> hasn't even started yet. I'm setting up my recording. I hope all is well with everyone. I'm going to actually sit my butt down today and do the show. I'm still trying to get all of my my viewables in line with how they're supposed to be. I think I had mentioned once before or multiple times previously that I do record for YouTube. So I try to make sure that things are visually intact. Because uh, you know how you people are out there in the world. If it don't look good or halfway decent, y'all ain't going to pay no attention to it. So I hope all is well out there with everyone, anyone tuning in with me today. People, in, people actually uh, catch my show. I get views after, which is cool. It's all good. I don't see nothing happening in the chat room. It's all good that um the the that things happen afterwards and people view as long as they viewing. You know what I'm saying? Although it would be nice to have some live uh some live interaction, some chatting going on, but I already do too much, so it's hard for me to multitask. <laughs> so maybe it's not. But I have to uh give my one purpose my magazine update. Y'all know that's what I, I try to do. I try to give the update to what's going on still at the same time. I'm still in the same mode and trying to bring together uh, my next issue. Still looking for people to profile. I'm looking for artists and creatives to profile. So if you know someone, if you are someone Please, I look so sleepy. I'm looking in the camera like, why I look so tired? I am actually in a great mood. But if you know someone, if you are someone, please hit me up. You know, I'm always begging to tell people stories. And uh, I don't know, I, I, this is what I do. It's what I like to do. So I want people to get on board. It's hard to get people on board when you have a vision. But, you know, I want to be able to capture the moments of uh our reality and uh, archive them and tell our stories so that future generations have something to look back at. You know, you all, the One Purpose Magazine logo is, that's what it is. It's a Sankofa bird. It's all about looking back. So we have to create, you know, we have to put our stories out there. The media telling, they they going to think in the future that we was a whole bunch of partying, wild, crazy <laughs> <laughs> with the media because they only cover entertainment and it's just like we are about so much more so anyway you know just creatives this time and artists if you can send that in what an update huh so so that's that I can move on to so I should be clear if you are an artist or creative, I'm looking for you. So if you can hit me up at nia.andrews at gmail.com, that will be great. You can uh, send me an email and you can just put um, artist profile or creative profile, or I heard you on your talk show. I saw you on YouTube, whatever it is. And I'm going to get it. If you hit up nia.andrews at gmail.com, 
That's my email that I check all the time. And then from there, we'll just take it from there. We'll chop it up from there, right? So anyway, with that being said, let me move on to my next item, which is always my self-love message. I don't know how long the show is supposed to be because I can be, okay, I still got 20 minutes, y'all. I got 20 minutes, 20 minutes. That time go by fast. And I have a lot of talking. I think, I may not, I may not, we'll see. But the self-love message, I might want to keep it short. But this one is dear to my heart because I've had some issues with in relationships with this. Friendships, relationships. But uh, be honest about how you feel. Tell your truth. You know, it really saves re- relationships when you're honest about how you feel and you tell your truth. You do not, like when you don't drag people along in in, in lies and falsities and things that, you know, you're not ready to address or ready to talk about, but you feel them, they're there, and in some ways you display them, but that your honesty hasn't caught up to what you desire. Out of fear of, or reluctancy or fear of rejection or whatever, you have to be brave and courageous, and I say this all the time, to just, just, just put it out there. Tell your truth. In these days, life is short. Life is significantly short. So, you know, why squander away time if you feel a certain way about something, and that is coming together or going apart, whichever it is. You know, be honest. Be honest, be honest, be honest. People could be stuck, people stuck in situations and feel a certain way and want to get out of them, but they're afraid of being alone. People are alone and, and want to be with somebody, but afraid that they're going to get rejected. If they say, speak their truth and tell how they feel. And, you know, you just, you do yourself a disservice when you are not honest about who you are and you're not honest about the things that you want because, I've learned this with just being in business and being in the world. You know, it's very true when they say you get you get what you ask for. You'll be surprised how giving and loving people are willing to be if you just ask them or if you just talk to them about it or if you just have those vulnerable con- conversations that kind of propels you in life. If you don't talk about it, you're stuck. You're stuck in the same routine. You're stuck in the same mundane things of, 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 of just going through. Be free. Find your courage. Be bold. Be excited and be hopeful about what it is that you want. This is one thing that, that helped me. I am not crazy. I say this, like, all the time. There's some crazy people out there. But I am not crazy. Like, I know people – they are afraid of what another person will do or what a person, another person might not do because of the stories that they've heard other people tell. But I had to be real with myself and say, wait a minute, I, I can spot crazy. I'm pretty good at using my instincts and my judgment with people. So nine times out of ten, I am not going to find myself with the type of person that uh, I heard stories about. Because those ain't the type of people I choose in my friendships, in my past relationships that I hang around. So I, I don't know why there, there's no reason for me to not be expressive to people that I choose and to tell my truths to people that I choose. 
and to to bury that out of fear. You know, I have to you have to start with trusting yourself, right? And that that's where it starts. If you trust yourself, then you trust the people that you are attracted to. So with that being said, let's let's collectively work on that. <laughs> with that being said, I'll move on to my next topic. And my next topic is uh the culture topic. And like last week I started with uh, digging into the whole violence thing and, and and talking more about it and having dialogue about it because I do think that Black people need to understand the nuances of of um, gang activity, drug activity, urban communities, and you know disinvestment and things like and those things. I do believe that we strive so hard to be great that sometimes. You know, we we forget to take a bird's eye view of things and say, wait a second, you know, this ain't right. And I think that puts us in in the position to shame and blame victims. Um, I'm not saying that that is a <laughs> that 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 is all true, but a lot of times I feel like when we pick ourselves up and we get do better in life. We feel like everybody can do that. Like everybody should be able to do it. Everybody should be able to put, pick themselves up by their bootstraps and do what I did. But I do think that we have to take a wider look, even us, you know, even even black people have to take a, a wider look at the dynamics and the nuances that caused, that caused a lot of the situations in urban communities and in the cities that have issues with violence and drugs and guns and things like that. So I'll start there. And I guess I can transition into my talking points by saying we all know, we've all been watching the news, and they have been making a big ordeal and big, like, Stories, large stories, or you know, it's been on CNN, it's been on the local news, it's been on national news about the federal agents, the current administration. I don't like saying his name. Current administration sending federal agents into Chicago. So I was listening to the mayor yesterday, and I wanted to get an idea of what that means to her because you know she she doesn't play when it comes to the current administration sending threats. She doesn't, she don't play around with them. And that's one thing I definitely respect about her. And so she was, from her understanding, it seems as though the federal agents in Chicago means that that is ATF, DEA, and FBI. You can look those acronyms up. And in 100 federal investigators to work on active cases. And if you are if you're really into what's going on in Chicago, you know that there was a big story that came out last year when um, an, a former FBI investigator had said, had mentioned how Chicago was not closing cases and it came up around the missing women in the city and how those cases were not being closed or dealt with. So, I guess this could be more investigated and with the the uptick in violence, which we'll talk about again one day, the uptick in violence, because I have my feelings about there being an uptick. I don't know if there's an uptick. I question if the last 
leaders, the previous leaders were honest about the numbers. But furthermore, <laughs> so, uh, so, so there will be 100 a, a federal investigators to work on active cases. Um, and so the people of Chicago are curious to know, like, where is this funding going to come from? to fund these agents being in the city. Like we got enough worries in the city. Where is the money going to come from? Because funding of the police is always, it's already of law enforcement is already in question. So the the mayor was just indicating how that it, the funding will come from possible federal grants, but she's waiting to see because the, the government I always put a caveat on the city in the mayor's opinion, and it seems as though that the current administration wants Chicago to stop being a sanctuary city in, in, in order to receive grants. So they, this administration wants the city to stop being a safe haven for immigrants. Um, and the mayor says that's not possible. She's not going to do that, and she's not participating in the quid pro quo. I almost like believe her wholeheartedly because he has spoken about that before and he's a quid pro quo kind of guy. You know, everything about him is quid pro quo. So um, the mayor wants, wants this administration to focus on helping in the area of gun laws to get um, the guns off the street. And that is understandable. Uh, If she's saying, if he want to help, he can start there. So I thought that was an interesting conversation that she had with the press yesterday, being uh, the 22nd, July 22nd, on on Wednesday. And uh, let me see how much time I got left before I go into, you know, because I just don't want to cut off on you all again before I go into. So I thought that was some some hefty details um, for talk. So I'm going to try to go over. So last week I mentioned as well uh, portions of the mayor's economic poverty uh, plan. And it's a four-part poverty plan, but my internet started acting up as I was talking about it, so I really didn't get an opportunity to go into full detail on uh, what her plans are. And if you are familiar with them, I hadn't heard about them, about this four-part plan until I started doing research. And I'm like, why is this not a, com- a more of a conversation? But that's why I'm here, right? <laughs> so she has a plan. She has a plan in place to eradicate poverty in this generation. And a lot of people are saying, how are you going to do that? No mayor has been able to do that. What other mayor has tried? It's what I would like to know. But it's seriously, what other mayor has tried is what I'm interested in knowing. And I know people have the, the issues with this current mayor, but uh, I mean, it's, it's kind of a bold stance in disinvestment in the city of Chicago in certain areas like the South and West side areas that have issues with violence. Um, putting focus on those areas and, and investing back in those communities, like we talked about last week, is very important. So I think I mentioned like the first two, but I'll I'll mention them all, which are part of the four-part poverty plan. And this is all a way for us to see how we can get active and how we can participate in some of the things that that she's doing and participate 
and going in and really investing and helping people that's really doing the work. So first, the city will work to reduce expenses for the city's most vulnerable, and that includes addressing the high cost of utilities for low-income residents that unevenly affects people of color, especially seniors, and investing more into transit-accessible and affordable a transit accessible affordable housing. The second one is City Hall will work to expand quality jobs and increase income levels of residents in the city. And they've already approved the minimum wage increase to $15 by 2021. That's a part of the plan. And also on the agenda are fair work week rules, support for home care workers who are overwhelmingly women of color and building a green economy with career development. That's, that's great. For people who were formerly incarcerated, that's all good. Third, the city will work to end the racial health disparities in the city, like the 16-year death gap between downtown and the west side. You all, you all familiar with that? So what that is is just saying that people in certain parts of the city of Chicago, because of health disparities, they have a, a, a shorter lifespan than those in other parts of, of the city or the more uh, wealthier parts like, you know, the downtown areas or whatever. So these efforts will tackle infant and child mortality. And you all know that I work with uh, uh, Illinois Violent Death Reporting System, and we put out a data brief or a short fact sheet this year addressing uh, child sleep safety, infant sleep safety, and the numbers for sleep safety my kids who died from sudden, who, uh, well, kids who, uh, parents who lose their children to sudden infant death syndrome, the numbers in certain areas are higher. And so that, that's really on point. Uh, but, the stra- but it includes violence prevention strategies and expand community-based mental health treatment through the mayor's $9.3 million framework for mental health equity and address the uh, disproportionate environmental health impacts of pollution on communities of color. And if you are familiar with Chicago, you know that this environmental health impact uh, of pollution has been an ongoing conversation throughout black and brown cities, uh, black and brown communities throughout the city. Also, and the fourth and final one that's on her plan is the city will provide, will promote wealth building among individuals, families, and entire communities. Achieving this goal will require securing more access to consumer credit for low-income residents so they can pay for cars, homes, higher education. Um, The mayor says that the framework is only the beginning, which is true because it takes a lot, but um, she says that it's only the beginning and more solutions will be developed to engage with residents. some, and these are some of the some of the best ways to get involved is really knowing, starting to know and engage yourself in a in some of the the information that's coming out. A lot people are really trying to get their messaging out, and this is a good opportunity before things change and shift because COVID nineteen is taking over again. So I believe that we have the opportunity to start doing our own due diligence and our own work to find out what we can be involved in and who we can connect with 
if we decide to spend money, uh, the winter is coming. A lot of organizations invest in in, the, in in feeding the homeless throughout the winter. So just find ways to connect with people so that we can get involved in investing in these communities and stay committed to them. Stay committed to them. When you get with the connect with the person, if you mentor, you know, check on them, call in, set up something where you have a donation going to them from from your your own account or something like that so that, you know, you are really investing because investment means more than just showing up one time, doing something and going home and feeling good about yourself. Um, so I, I think that I'm going to try to do something. I'm going to try to compile a list and I will hold myself accountable to this. I will try to compile a list of organizations that I've vetted in the Inglewood area, in the Austin community, North Lawndale, South Shore, in those communities, I will try to, in those community areas, I will try to pull together a list, um, you know, that I vet that uh, if you trust me, that will be hosted on One Purpose Magazine website so that we can support these, support these organizations, give to them, and, and help, you know. That's what it's all about. It's, it's our, our investing our support. Um, I do think that it's important for us to love thy neighbor, look out for the least of these. I'm working towards my well done, <laughs> good and faithful servant, and it is my way of uh, kind of kind of evangelizing, you know, if that's what you want to call it. But it's just who I am. So that's that's the the meat of that conversation. And so my final topic is my main topic. And I always try to relate my main topic to some type of health issue. And maybe I want to be a little gossipy and a little messy. I don't know. I always have the propensity to want to be a little messy. <laughs> I don't know why. I think that is that the woman in me just to be a little catty and messy. Maybe that's the woman in me. But anyway, I know you all. I got three minutes, so this is uh, so real quick. I know you all have heard about our brother Kanye. Y'all, you if you're from Chicago, you love the man. Regardless, I know you do. It's just who we are. We love our people. We support our people. We stand by our people. And brother man is going through. And so I was on Instagram and I heard somebody talking about him. And as crazy as I think, okay, I take that back. As sick, I'm sorry, I shouldn't say crazy. As sick as I know Kanye West is sometimes, like when other people talk about him or put their mouth on him in a negative way, I go into defense mode. Like, hold on, <laughs> we could talk about brother, but you can't talk about him. But I heard someone considering him a weak man, a mentally weak man. And that really kind of ticked me off just a tiny bit because he suffers with a clinical diagnosis of bipolar disorder. We don't just call the man bipolar because we think that he has some issues. He has an actual illness. And when you go on your platform and you say things like that, first of all, you're miseducating people because having a mental illness is not uh you should never use that as an insult to somebody. And it just shows that your misunderstanding of what the illness is all about. And people have to realize 
that bipolar disorder, mental illness, is not just something that it's not just something that you know you have you can't deal with the stressors of life. You see what I'm saying? See, people think because it's a breakup, you have a breakup, you lose your job or something like that. Think regular things that that are stressors of life, that that is what mental illness is. And people just act out in bad behavior because of, because they're going through something. And that's just not what it is. You know, mental illness is an actual, like bipolarism is, or bi, I can say bipolarism. I don't know if that's the word, but it's an actual disorder. And the DSM-5 describes it as bipolar disorders are, described by the American Psychiatric Association's Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders, the DM-5, as a group of brain disorders that cause extreme fluctuation in a person's mood, energy, and ability to function. So those other things, those stressors, are triggers. It is an actual brain disorder. And, you, and it's broken into categories, and the categories are bipolar one, bipolar two, and there's an extreme one, uh, an ex- a real extreme bipolar disorder. So I just wanted to put that information out there that mental illness is real. It is not a, a weakness or makes a person weak if they're vulnerable or whatever it is that people want to say. But that's my time. I will holler at you all next week. Maybe I'll have a lot more time to to chat and to talk so I can get all my thoughts in there. But until next week, I'll be safe. What I ask y'all to do, be safe, wear your mask, and I will holler at you. God bless you.